0: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my missions and I that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to listen. I want you to start tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversations interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest, he's on the phone, graduated from Lehigh University with a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism in 2013. That same year, he was drafted 10th overall in the NBA draft as a guard for the Portland trailblazers on June 25th, This professional athlete and longtime wine connoisseur launched his own wine label. He is investing his time to learn the ins and outs of operating a wine business. He is on the show today to discuss his new venture and his community work outside of professional sports. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man. I see him on TV all the time outside of just dribbling the basketball. That's not really why he's on the show. He's here because what he can do with his mind. Please welcome CJ (laughs) McCollum.
1: I appreciate you allowing me to join, man. It's a pleasure to be able to have a conversation.
0: So right now, where are you based at? Where where, are you, where are you hiding out at, my friend?
1: Right now, I'm in Oregon. I'm actually getting ready to head to the bubble in Orlando uh, on Thursday. So I'm packing up and and kind of getting my life in order.
0: Now, what exactly when you say the bubble? You know, I'm a guy, I read, I think I know, when they say the bubble in Orlando, and we know that it's roaring down there with COVID-19 in in Florida, what exactly does that mean when you say that? Because I know you was part of the executive committee.
1: Yeah, basically, I'm heading to Orlando. Uh, I'm going to be staying at... in the in the Yacht Club, there's three separate hotels for 22 teams, about 350 or 360 players, give or take, uh, including staff. It'll be about, I don't know, 1,100 to 1,200 people on campus, max. And by the bubble, I mean we can't leave. Once we get there, we're subject to testing daily. We'll be tested every night with results coming in the morning. Um, upon arrival, you basically get tested in your room. Mm-hmm. And you have about twenty-four to thirty-six hours, and you receive another test, and you can't leave until you've received two consecutive negative tests. And basically, your only job or responsibility is to, you know, conduct yourself in an orderly manner, handle your business, go to practice, um, perform in your games, and stay out the way, and then try to avoid uh, testing positive for coronavirus while pre- performing at an exceptionally high level, mm-hmm. and continuing to to speak out on the injustices we're continuing to see in faith as black members of society. So I think that's that's been my goal uh, throughout this entire process. That's been the goal of the executive committee and many of my peers is to figure out how we can continue to play, continue to uplift others while inspiring, but also understanding that we have an important platform that we can utilize to the best of our ability to really, really spread light on some certain injustices that, that we're facing as a
0: society. Now, when you now they told when I was reading the article, it was talking about some uh, some names or some slogans will be on the, your basketball jerseys. Did I misread that?
1: No, you didn't misread it. Uh, the NBA and the MBPA have come to an agreement on allowing us to have a little bit of uh, creativity with the backs of our uh, jerseys. Uh, basically, the NBA agreed upon a list of certain names and or phrases that we can put on our jersey. So for the first few games, the uh, phrase will stand alone. So it'll be phrase and number. Mm-hmm. And after, I don't know, two or three games, it'll be phrase, number, name listed in that order. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's amazing that we have an opportunity to kind of shine a light on certain things, certain issues that we're facing uh, as a society And uh, for me personally, I'm excited about it and think this is a step in the right direction for us collectively. Not only will we be able to generate money for many causes and people who are in need, Mm -hmm. but we'll be able to have those ongoing conversations that are needed in society today in order to help take strides toward making the world a better place.
0: Now, I know you went to a Lehigh is a private college, a private university, correct?
1: I think it's considered a private institution.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Bachelor of Arts in Journalism. So, when I when I we hear the word journalism, I hear a uh, very uh, probing mind. I hear it in your voice, a person who wants to get answers. I hear it in your when you when you communicate, and you're very analytical. What drove you to journalism in college and get that degree in journalism?
1: Well, I actually started off in the business school. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother has a, has a business management degree. He graduated with honors from Goshen College in Indiana. And my mom was really big on, you know, certain types of, of majors that can produce certain types of jobs. She right. didn't want me to be under the stereotype of professional athletes with majors in journalism. It takes the easy way out, per se, especially when you come from an institution like Lehigh. So right, um, a few weeks in, exactly. So a, a few weeks in, I basically realized that I wasn't, a big fan of the equations. I wasn't a big fan of sitting at a desk for the rest of my life. And I wanted to be more interactive and and have conversation. So a long story short, I told her I wanted to switch my major. She asked me what I was going to switch to. I said journalism. She proceeded to ask, what are you going to do with a journalism degree from a university like Lehigh? And
0: I said- (laughs) I understand why. (laughs) You know, she about the economics. She about the economics now.
1: exactly she's thinking uh, my son's going to a prestigious school he's going to be a business manager uh, of something of some sort a man in, in in major in business management so right. i told her that my plan is to first figure out how to portray myself and my words in a certain manner in which people can understand it and second i want to be able to tell stories not just my stories But the stories of others and I told her this will, this will help me really truly understand people understand my words and and say what I mean and mean what I say. So she made me write her something and she said if it was good enough, she would allow me to switch my major. Long story short, it was good enough. I was able to switch my major. I majored in journalism. I minored in mass communication and sociology. And now I have a, a, a great way with my words. I know how to articulate in a manner in which it's appropriate for all sides of the fence. I can talk in the barbershop, I can talk in Wall Street, and I can talk with the homies. So right. I felt like it was a, the best of both worlds. And it still allowed me to kind of pursue my passion because I knew I wasn't built for that life. Although I can thrive in, in in that type of environment, I felt like I enjoyed writing 30 page papers as opposed to studying for equations and exams. And that that's kind of where, you know, I fell on that tree.
0: Well, I respect that. My, my degree is in mathematics. You know, I graduated with a degree in mathematics. and uh, But I didn't start out. In mathematics, I started out in civil engineering and then I bounced around till I found myself. And I, I commend you. At a young age, you was able to look in the mirror and say, that's not what I want to be. That's not what I feel a passion for. And now but, but when I hear you talk, CJ, I hear a, a very worldly voice. What other platforms are you using to just, you know, just, just express your personality, express your point of view and share it? Are you into podcasts? or you having radio shows? What are you doing besides social media?
1: Yeah, I've done all those things. I started off my, my collegiate career working for Lehigh Sports, an intern for Lehigh Sports, and, um, basically covered all games, all sports and activities. I wrote for the, the school newspaper, the Brown and White, and I was an executive editor of the Brown and White, the school newspaper. And then once I was drafted to the NBA, I did a daily diary with Series X and Radio for a while. So I basically had my own radio show. Mm-hmm. I transitioned that into to working for iHeartRadio. Radio and did that for two years and also hosted uh jamming 107.5 portland's number one station for hip-hop and throwbacks so I basically you, did you did that you did that i did that i put together playlists i interviewed uh, different artists and i turned that into a podcast right I, I created the pull-up podcast with jordan schultz and we basically did 107 episodes and that was a two-year agreement that's now up and now i'm in in negotiations for extending my podcast for another two years where we talk about life, sports, Mm -hmm. current events, wine, TV
0: shows, books, and so much more. So I see. Uh, am I talking to a young producer here? A young television producer? <laughs> a young uh, documentarian? What am I? What am I talking to, CJV? Because man, you're special, dude. I I i, I love to just throw that compliment out there uh, because it, it's, it's something that you own, that you wear, that you talk about, that you discuss. Just give us some insight, a little bit about you. Or uh, was it your mom that 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 that, that fostered this this curiosity? and this, this this, ability to see things with a third eye. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, I was just always taught to take advantage of your situation. Um, use the game, don't let the game use you. And I think my mother, she instilled that in me at an early age, uh, mm-hmm. basically letting you know that society isn't ever going to be fair to you. you got to make your own path and create your own way. Wow. And you have to do it by, by using all your resources, um, not just basketball, but use your education, Use everything around you in, in order to, to really take advantage of your situation. And if you want to be successful, it's going to come from understanding the principles that she taught me, understanding the principles that come from the Bible, understanding, uh, understanding the importance of, you know, two eyes, two ears, one mouth. And as the youngest, youngest sibling, uh, I learned a lot from my older brother who's a professional athlete. He's played abroad for over 11 years and mm-hmm. is a business management major who's, you know, I've idolized him since I was a kid. I've watched my mom work two jobs. I've watched my mom run her own insurance business, work for the state tax department for 15 years, working a total of 32 years. And I was in a position to allow her to retire. Mm-hmm. I watched my dad work in a steel mill for 30 years, 115, 120, 130 degrees. In, in some of those cranes and you know doing what he has to do to provide for his family mm-hmm. you know, because his father died at an early age so I watched all that growing up understanding that I wanted a better life for everybody and that in order for that to happen I had to take advantage of my situation while also utilizing my skills not just uh, talking not just listening but performance you know you, you have a certain skill a certain athletic ability you take advantage of it but you use that Athleticism to empower people, use that to to reach new networks, and also use that to get an education. So I was able to, to kind of parlay that into where I am now. that's just a credit to my my surroundings, my mother, my father, my brother, and um, without them, there is no good version of me.
0: Now, in 2016, you opened the C.J. McCullough Dream Center. Tell us about that.
1: That's one of the things I'm most proud of in my career, being able to to partner with the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. uh, organization. That was So instrumental in my development as a youngster, and they played a role in in providing me with a safe space. I wanted to do the same thing for the kids um, here in Oregon, Uh, basically talking to them, communicating with them, and getting a better understanding of some of the things they're lacking and some of the resources they may need and being able to provide that. Uh, We started with uh, culturally relevant books um, because there's so many kids who oftentimes are forced to read books um, that are written by people that don't look like them. And, and that are about things, things in uh, people that don't come from places like them. So we wanted to first kind of fix that and then provide them with computers, provide them with certain technology, coding, mm-hmm. uh, different things that they may not normally be exposed to. And while providing them with the space to, to, to attend and be a part of pre and post uh, school, that was, that was, really, really big for us. And I think what I'm most proud of is that we've been able to, to open up two of them so far. One of them is focused more so on journalism. So mm-hmm. they're able to, they're able to print things. They're able to do green screen. They're able to produce their own podcast. They're able to produce their own music. They're able to produce their own stories while conducting interviews uh, in, in what's similar to what you would see at a weather station or a news station. Right. So I'm extremely proud of that. And I, I'd say the icing on the on the cake is that we've we've been able to collaborate collaborate with a couple coding companies, mm-hmm. to where the kids are able to receive free coding. They go through, uh, they go through the the year program, and once they finish, I think two two to five students are in position to receive a job that pays up to seventy thousand a year with no degree. So I think that's something that I'm extremely proud of because it, it teaches kids. You know, from inner cities, kids from from underpoverished areas and underserved community areas, um, how to code, and then it provides them with an opportunity to, to make a living for not only themselves, but their families. Wow, that's
0: hot. Let's go. Let's let's make a transition to the wine connoisseur. Okay. Now, in your bio, Mister CJ, they said you are a long time wine connoisseur. I'm just gonna let you know I'm from the hood. Okay. If somebody said they was a long time wine connoisseur, they was called a wino back in the day. I'm just gonna let you know that. I'm sure you're not a wino. So tell us what a wine connoisseur is. I mean. Uh... They use that line that adjective, to
1: stretch for me because you know me, I grew up in the hood too. We used to wine growing up drink the strong stuff and still drink the strong stuff just for the record, just to, just to set the record straight. But I've evolved. My palate has evolved and I started drinking wine about eight years ago, seven years ago-ish. And I've continued to figure out ways to learn more about the grape, to learn more about what Oregon has to offer and learn more about what the world has to offer. So, I'm I'm thankful to have a partnership with Allinson and and be able to to bring McCullum Harris 91 to life, which is a 2018 Pinot Noir that was harvested um, in Oregon in the Willamette Valley, more specifically the Chehalis Mountains. Uh, it's a, it's a great Pinot, and I'm just thankful I've been able to to learn so much about so many things that I wasn't exposed to as a child. I've been able to diversify. I've been able to educate myself, and I really really establish so many things outside of basketball that i'm extremely proud of for my, for my legacy
0: and but you know th- th- that's a short story there about what you just did but just let's, let's slow it down a little bit okay how did you went from enjoying something tasting it and then somebody tapping you on the shoulder and say hey you can you can not only enjoy what you drink but you can make this as a business how did that happen Besides you being a famous basketball player, I'm sure that helped out a lot. But I'm sure, like you said, you're trying to learn the ins and outs. Walk us through that early stage of of somebody telling you about it and then you believing it had a credible lane for, of opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fortunate to be surrounded by some great people um, in general. From my agency to my family, to my fiance, we, we have a great circle of of People who do things the right way, who are like-minded, but who are also in the business of, of figuring out how to educate, how to how to process what you're what you're being educated, and how to really turn that into a profitable business. So, mm-hmm. based on you know certain conversations that we had, we figured out what I wanted to accomplish, how to go about accomplishing it, accomplishing, it and who I should you know p- potentially go into business with. And we found the, the great partnership with Adam Simon. And their biggest thing is. Education, sustainability, and those are two key things that I focus my life on. I like to educate, and I believe uh, in collaborative learning experiences in which we're we're making the world a better place. And based on their practices, based on what, what I was told and what I've been able to see so far, I've been able to learn more about wine, to taste certain wines I never would have been exposed to, to potentially produce my own wine and be a part of the entire process with a winemaker named Gina, who's been exceptional. And uh, in educating me and bringing some of the things that I wanted to like Ashley Combs from Excel has, has done a tremendous job of, of helping lift this wine business off the ground for me, right. um, helping me, helping me in, in terms of selecting, um, a PR team helping me in terms of selecting a wine company, helping me in terms of selecting, uh, the proper designers to do the bottling, the proper designers to do the labeling, the proper designers to help me come up with the name in general. So mm-hmm. there was a lot that really went into this process from start to finish from, from the original taste a, a year and a half ago to now. It's crazy how much I've been able to learn, uh, not only about wine but about myself and about Pinot Noir in general.
0: Now, a former teammate uh, really helped yeah. was involved in it as well. Evan Turner, I believe, uh, uh, was a, was instrumental.
1: Et is my guy. Yeah, Evan he's Turner. in Atlanta, right? He's yeah. in, he was
0: the, he was the Hawks now. Isn't he? Where's he at now?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was with the Hawks and I think he got bought out mm-hmm. and uh, is now currently a free agent, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I actually, my fiance introduced me to wine in college. I got drafted by the Portland trailblazers. The first Pinot Noir I ever tasted was Walter Scott, which is a volcanic soil. And it was from Bryant Creek. My current Pinot now that I released is volcanic soil. <laughs> And one of the grapes that we chose was from... I'm going to tell
0: you something, CJ. Your whole personality has changed since we started talking about wine. You know that, right? you you you're sitting man, on the edge man. of your chair right now. You're probably sitting up I'm straight. Excited. That means you're passionate about it. You're excited about it, right? I'm extremely excited, man. And and it's crazy
1: because one of the... I went to a winery with my fiance when we my first got out here. And then you fast forward and Evan Turner and I went to a winery. And that's when we really dove deep into the learning phase of the barrels, the grapes, how long should it fermentate? How much alcohol should go into it Mm -hmm. production? Did they stomp the grapes? How do they be stemmed? What's the rotation like on a bubbly versus uh, a red? How do you, how do you produce a red? How do you produce a bubbly? Should your grapes be South, Southeastern facing or Southwestern facing towards the sun? And we went through like this whole thing. And that's when I really wanted to continue to figure out ways to learn more about it to, to the point where I educate myself. I read articles, I watch Netflix documentaries on Psalms, and I try to do blind tastings and just explore as much as I can. And I'm I'm thankful and blessed to, to be in a position where I can, venture out and, and travel and, and experience wine in so many different regions. Uh, I'm really, I'm really thankful for that.
0: Now with that being said, now let's talk about the name It's heritage 91, right? That has some significant rights.
1: Yes. It's McCullum Harris 91. So I put my name on it because legacy is huge to me. Um, I, I want my kids to really understand that what we've been able to accomplish and how powerful the, the mind is. Um, heritage is huge. Understanding where you come from, what you come from and, and your history and I also grew up on heritage Japanese, so that, that kind of took me took me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the '91 is my birth year, and the flower that's on the bottle is my fiance's favorite uh, flower. Oh, yeah. So,
0: kind oh, of put everything smooth, together man. in one. You smooth, CJ. You smooth, hey, Earth, man. I ain't heritage flower. Man. You're romantic, my man. Romantic. <laughs> now you said Netflix. <laughs> now did you see the movie Uncorked on Netflix?
1: I, I, haven't, I haven't. Oh, come on, CJ.
0: Come on, man. You gotta see that. You will love that movie, man. I saw it twice. It's outstanding, man. You got to see Uncork. It's uh by the, it's, it's written and directed, executive produced by my man Prentice uh Penny, who executive produces Insecure on HBO. Uncork, you gotta watch it, man. It's outstanding. Oh if, um, if you're a wine connoisseur. Watch if you're a wine connoisseur, you gotta watch this funny, it's uh, a father-son story, it's a family story man, it's passionate, it's uh, entertaining, uh, but because you are a a wine connoisseur, the language you appreciate, it really is a great movie it's called Uncorked, it's on Netflix you gotta watch it, okay? Ain't no more. I'm done. I'm in. Cool. I'm gonna do it now. Here's here's my whole thing. My wife, you know, she's a big wine connoisseur herself. You know, I actually didn't throw away all her corks one day. I didn't realize how much how much passion and how much love she had for those little corks. She kept in this little boot in our in our kitchen Mm -hmm. in our Houston home. One day, I just came in, just got tired of looking at the corks, and thought I'd just do some manly stuff and discard them that really had a bad week for me there cj it wasn't, didn't go good for me that week for your boy but what i want to know is how does one get or purchase your wine let's go there let's start marketing let's start selling
1: uh, that's that's an awesome question anybody that's interested in purchasing my wine can visit mccullumheritage91.com that's mccullum my last name heritage91.com you can sign up for the newsletter and basically receive updates learn more about my wine learn more about wine in general mm-hmm. when you can purchase it will be available to be purchased in september mm-hmm. It's a limited quantity only a hundred cases it'll go fast it's yes gonna it will go like grandma cheesecake it's gonna go like like grandma <laughs> candy games at the senate reunion it's gonna go like your great great grandma's Cornbread.
0: That's how fast it goes. I'm a cornbread and buttermilk guy, so you got me there. Now, now, this is going to be in September. We just it launched, but it's going to be available to be sold in September. Now, I know you've been in the middle of the bubble, right? Games playing in the NBA during that period, right?
1: I will I will be hopefully we're still playing at that point in time and and
0: still continuing to chase the championship. Awesome. So so what I'm saying to you is that I got, you know, I got a, I got a little following here. I got like almost a million social media followers. I got a fan club of 90,000 fan club subscribers. I send a newsletter out twice a month. So I want to support you. I'm a, i am already told you I'm a fan of yours. And I just, this interview has only sold me on the CJ brand because you're a brand to me, my friend. And I want, and if you ever want to talk to me about anything in life, man, uh, if you, if you Google me, you'll see, uh, that's all I do is marketing and brand stuff. And I, I mentor a lot of people and you're one of the people I would love to keep in my life because, man, you, you've been raised right, man. You talk right. You, you got your head on your shoulders, right? And I know life after basketball is going to be exceptional for you, CJ.
1: No, I appreciate those words. And and offline, I'm going to make sure you got my contact information. I'm going to reach out and and, and definitely take you up on that advice because I like to be around like-minded, successful people who work hard, do things the right way, have
0: morals. Yeah. The only way you're going to stay in touch with me, if you don't watch Uncork, I'm going to kick you to the curb now because I know you, you <laughs> front know me. You know what I'm saying? See, when I recommend people to, to, to do something right that they're going to enjoy, it's romantic. You sit down with your girl. You know, she's a, she got a, she got a flower on the bottle of wine. Y'all just uncork that wine. and a, Rashawn said it was worth watching it, baby. Let's go <laughs> check it out and you enjoy it, man. But thank you for calling money making conversation, CJ, man. Really, um, uh, I, I just I just I just find you talented, man. You're just an exceptional. And uh Chris Paul, one of my boys, man. And uh you you're in line with that Magic Johnson, that's my boy. You know, and uh, you know, I've had Equal Dollar on the show, you know, what he's doing with uh the tech world down there in Silicon Valley, man. You guys are, are leading the way. And uh, of course, we know we can't forget what LeBron's doing, but again, there are other people outside of what he's doing that's doing exceptional stuff in the community, and you're a true leader, man. Don't change, okay? Please don't change
1: Absolutely I never will, but I remember where I come from And where I come from, so that's, that's the key To staying grounded, but I appreciate those kind words And I'm going for sure Be reaching out and staying in touch
0: Alright my man, thank you uh, CJ for calling my show uh, Again, this is Money Making Conversation If you want to hear interviews, Please go to Conversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald, I'm your host CJ, my man Appreciate
1: you man, thank you